Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Buddy. We were bringing you these every Friday morning with a new story, and we, we love to share the stories. We hope the story will impact someone, and we hope that someone is you. Uh, we appreciate you listening each week to our uh, podcast. Uh, we do pray it's impacting you, and we ask that you actually uh, subscribe to our podcast, uh, like it, share it, uh, especially on your favorite social media platform. We love to get the stories out to the people, and we're impacting the world one testimony at a time. Today, um, I'm going to introduce you to a guy. Uh, his name's Ken Wright. Welcome, Ken. Hey, how's it going, buddy? How are you doing today? It's awesome. It's Friday, and yeah, it's awesome, man. It feels great outside, too. I'm in a good mood today. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like the weather's just uplifting right now, so I'm in a good mood yeah. today, man. I don't know. It felt like a long winter. Oh, yeah, it really did, to be honest. It still feels cold outside. It's still chilly, but I'm enjoying it. As long as yeah. the sun's out, I'm positive, man. I feel I, I feel like you can say the same yourself, too. Well, you said you got up and worked out this morning. What time did you get up and work out? Uh, man, I got up at 5. I did a little jog. I'm doing a little challenge uh, with my, my coworkers right now. We're doing like a 100-mile challenge, so I got to beat somebody. I'm really competitive. That's just the, the athlete in me. So, Dude, I love yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're getting up, jogging, getting some cardio in. Uh, I didn't hit the weights this morning. I didn't want to be too sore, like, you know, in the next couple of days because I do have to fly, and I want to be, you know, kind of, you know, my normal self. Good deal, man. Well, hey, let me introduce you real quick, Ken. Yeah, sure, let's do it. So, Ken Wright. Uh, you were born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Yes, sir. Uh, you, you made your way up here to Oregon, uh, and you play basketball and go to Willamette. Is that correct? Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, I've been playing basketball for about 10, 15 years, since I was four years old, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it's been a part of me. It's been like my backbone. I feel like basketball is honestly responsible for a lot of the things that I have now. Like, I wouldn't even be in Oregon if I was if I didn't play basketball, yeah. which is kind of crazy to think because, like, where would I be or, like, what would I be doing if I wasn't even, like, a basketball player or athlete here? Right. So, I don't know. Maybe the journey would be different, like, if yeah. I didn't play, but even for me being from Texas, like, how many doors have opened up and, like, the people and relationships that I'm able to create. Uh, just for me being like in that state, because a lot of people there, surprisingly, there are a lot of Texans here yeah. that are like kind of hidden in the shadows. So like, you'll meet, yeah, you'll be able to network and find different people. But I don't know. I guess the journey would probably be different if, you know, I didn't have that background in myself. So um, it's kind of interesting to see. But yeah, that's that's where I'm from. And that's what cool. And we'll dive in a little bit here in a moment, but I'll just kind of introduce you. But I want to hear a little bit more uh, uh, here in a moment about what brought you to Oregon, why Oregon. But we'll get there in a moment. Yeah, sure. Okay, so in 2021, you created your clothing brand, Overly Misunderstood. It's all one word, yes, and that began the beginning of your progression. Yes, and the progression I asked you, when I asked you that, you said progression of manhood. That was interesting. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, progression of manhood. I feel like a lot of times, well, first, let's start with me just coming from Texas to Oregon. That's a huge jump. Yeah. Like, just by, being by myself out here, like, it's a whole different environment. It's, it's kind of like, you know... Un, like undiscovered territory to me like I've never even been up north like at all like anything past Oklahoma I had only been in the southern states and the farthest I've probably been up north is probably like on the north side of Cali yeah but anything like in the Pacific Northwest I had never even been so it was unfamiliar for me to start off with and kind of scary like I'm an introvert naturally so I'm not a person that's funny you don't come across as introvert to me I, I wasn't always like this and it was it made it made it really really hard for me being in an unfamiliar place because I wasn't able to connect with people I wasn't able to do that mm. but uh with me coming out here it really just progressed my manhood and started my business because it forced me to do those things because you're not going to have growth if you're not able to connect if you're not able to network if you're not able to reach out and try to help people so it was really like a cyclical process like I would get up, I would have to, you know, find somebody to connect with. Hey, what do, what do I do to, you know, make this connection? Or what do I do for this garment? Or how do I design this? Or where do I go to get this shipment done? 
So I was forced to do that because I wanted to be successful. So either way, like it just progressed me overall, like as a, as a man and and my communication skills, like being able to reach out and talk to people. So I really appreciate that. Well, it's funny. I'm a little bit wired like you. I'm an introvert, but I'm fairly competitive. Exactly. And that competitive draws you out to go do the things you need to do. Exactly. And so even though we're introverted, yeah. you almost become extroverted. Oh, a little yeah. by, by <laughs> you don't even have a choice. And I feel, I'm actually glad that it happened that way because yeah. I don't even feel like I would have stepped outside that box. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I had to get out of it somehow. Yeah. So, I mean, if business and music had to, you know, push me to do that, then yeah. I'm all for it. And I'm glad that it took that way. Love it. Okay, so you make music. You've been doing it since you were 14, uh, but didn't publicly release until you were 20. And then you also use it to promote your clothing. And we'll dive into the overly misunderstood clothing brand here in a moment. Um, You're two years into your business journey Mm -hmm. and uh, add a crucial piece to your business agenda. You begin to host community events, changing your brand from overly misunderstood to overly misunderstood clothing and events. So that's cool. Yeah. And then June is your birthday, June 30th. Yes, so that's going to be a big month for you. Yeah. That's a month, guys. Yeah. <laughs> best month of the year. Best <laughs> month of the year, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little biased, but you're a little biased. Best, it's the best month of the year. I bet your mom's biased too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, June is probably the month. I, I don't know. I just naturally, like, want to come out and be more, like, active. I don't know, like, business wise. As a person, I want to go to try and do more things. Like, I think it's just who I am as a person. I don't know. June just brings it out of me. Yeah. But uh, I started Overly Misunderstood in 2021 um, off of off of impulse, honestly. Like, it was it was one of those things, like, I knew that I always had a love for fashion. And just to give you a little background, my grandmother is actually a fashion designer. She designs her own garments. Yeah. And I used to go to her fashion shows when I was in elementary school. And I never really, like, knew the purpose of, like, understood, like, you know, what, what I was doing or why I was there. Yeah. And it was it was kind of one of those things like I'm just here to be here. But as I really started analyzing like today and like looking back at it, like it helped me so much because it helped me like learn how to put clothes together, like, you know, modeling and like taking pictures and like having the access to clothing. I feel like it really just helped my process overall. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, I wanted to put it into my own action and I wanted to start my own business. I just didn't know what to do. You know, me being a college student, like and having limited time to do everything. And then on top of that, being a collegiate athlete it kind of leaves you with no time to like balance everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was getting really, really stressed. Like I want to have my own business. I want to start, but how am I supposed to start my business if I don't have the time to do it or if I don't have the resources to do it? So that was a problem in itself. Like, where am I going to get the resources? Where am I going to get the time? And I always tell people, if there's one thing I can buy, I wish I could buy it. It was probably time. I don't, yeah, time is, is of the essence. And I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's so limited. It, it just makes it really stressful on me. So, I slowed everything down. I took a break from everything, literally social media, phones, everything. And I wrote down a plan. And this is what my father was telling me to do. He was getting me a plan written up. Like basically like you need to first find your your manufacturer, like who you're going to use, like before you pay for anything, look and find your resources and like put it down on paper, whether you buy from them or not. And my mother was telling me, okay, like once you get your process done, like as far as who you're going to find, find out how much it's going to cost you. Like, write it down. Even, like I said, even if you don't spend money, write it down. Write down the dividends, how much you'll be spending, your profit, uh, and and put it down on paper so you can physically see it. And I'm a visual learner, so that helped me out so much. Like, being able to see, like, what is actually going to be happening, like, you know, on paper, it helped me out so much. And it helped out my time, too, where I was able to structure my schedule 
to a point that like it was to a T. Like I could go to practice, go to work, and then I'll have this amount of time devoted to looking at manufacturers. And then like for two hours of my day, even if it was for an hour, like anything helped. And once I started doing that, I was able to like catch myself like, okay, this is actually what I want to do. I'm enjoying it now because like I have time devoted to this. And once I started focusing, it was like, okay, now let's buy some stuff. Now let's get the garments. I saved up enough money. My parents invested in like a little bit of money too. Thanks. Shout out to mom and dad. They put in a lot for my inventory. So they bought my first inventory for my first batches of, of hoodies and it set it off. But unfortunately, the first drop that I did for my collection, I didn't sell anything. I had nobody buy from me. And it put me in a really bad position, like mentally, because like nobody's buying my clothes. I put in all this work. I thought it was just automatically supposed to sell. Right. But that's not how it works. Huh, buddy? Like people are just going to buy your stuff just because you put it on the Internet. And that was a whole other problem because I didn't know how to market. You know, marketing is still like a tool that you need that's essential to a brand success. And I didn't know how to do that. So I started looking and this is where the managing piece comes in. Right. Like I'm searching around. And at the time I was with a different management group. Uh, winners breed and I was asking for help but things didn't turn out the way that they you know they needed to be and that's why I reached out to Albert and uh, Albert really helped me like with with the process of you know marketing and how to do you know plans of marketing and consistently at that because my problem was consistency at the end of the day like putting stuff out like regularly where people were remembering stuff like you wanted to stick to somebody's brain you want it to be memorable so whenever I was making memorable marketing plans, like it really helped my brand grow. And I started seeing increase in sales. I started seeing increase in streams on my music. Like it just helped everything. So shout out to Albert on that. But that was kind of like a small little short story, like the process of me starting my. Yeah. Let's let's go back a little bit because I want to kind of understand your journey. So you born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Yes, sir. Your mom and dad are still together and married. And you have uh, two siblings, yes, uh, a brother who's maybe a year younger, but then a sister that's. She's three years old. That's pretty cool. Uh, what's what, what's your brother's name? Kenton. Kenton. Yeah, Kenton. So you got Ken Senior, Ken Junior, Kenton, and what's your sister's name? Uh, Kinsley. <laughs> Kinsley, do that. Yeah, we all got the Ken. And what's your mom's name? Megan. Megan. So she she she's the odd one out. Okay, well, that's cool. Well, how did you? Okay, you grew up in Texas. How did your parents influence you growing up? And then how did you migrate to Oregon? Uh, and to play collegiate basketball. Let's, let's, let's understand that journey a little bit. Um, my junior year of high school, uh, I was in a, like, a frenzy basically to like start the recruitment process. I'm a small guard like in basketball, so it's kind of hard to you know get recruited by big schools at that. You have to you know stand out at something. So um, I was really adamant about getting like one school. Like it didn't matter who it was, as long as it was one school. Like that's all I cared about. And my junior year of high school, like I actually started like getting better. I started feeling like more of an elite player where I could actually like appeal to colleges. Because at first, I don't know, I just didn't have the confidence my freshman and sophomore. I just didn't feel like I was big enough. I didn't, I wasn't good enough. I don't know. That junior year was just something different because I went back to public school from my private school. I just felt like I was a whole different player. So um, I started getting like interest from schools. I played in Vegas in a tournament and I was actually getting recruited by George Fox. Um, that was the first school that actually contacted me. Uh, and they were, they were, you know, texting me. They were like, Hey, like we're in Oregon. And I looked at the text. I was like, Oregon. I was like, I don't even know. I can't even, well, not I couldn't even name two cities in Oregon. I can name Portland. That's it. That's all I knew about Oregon was Portland. And I didn't even know about Portland. I just knew the city. So I was like, Oregon. I was like, uh, like I've never heard of that, but I, I wanted to go somewhere like, you know, where I was going to be like in the city where I thought, but honestly, like my mom and my dad were like, you have to try it. Like, why would you just, you know, cancel out that option and not like even go see it if like you really want to be like something 
in this basketball or have a business or something like you, you never know. Like that could be the best opportunity of a lifetime. Like whenever I really looked at the message again and I heard what my parents were saying, I was like, why not? Like that's just a naive in me. Like my junior year self just thinking, you know, naive and not outside the box. I was like, okay, let's take, let's take a visit. So I actually didn't visit, uh, but I actually got another inquiry from another school and it was one Lamont and coach Kip actually texted me and he was like, Hey, like I saw your film. Like, I like, you know, we can get you on a visit like out here. We want to bring you out here so you can come and walk the campus and tour. And uh, he he flew me out. He he bought my ticket, flew me out. And I remember when I got to Oregon, I landed here and I was like, wow, like it's so green. Because in Texas, we don't have like the mountains and like the, all the environmental aspects that Oregon has. But So Texas, like I swear to you, you can stand on top of a building and you can look and see across Texas. Like you can see everything. It's not like that in Oregon. You stand on top of a building in Oregon, it's like mountains and you can see like trees and stuff. Texas, you can see straight across. I can see from my house to downtown. And I stay about an hour out of downtown right yeah. now. But um, it was just totally different. Like the environment just seemed like so welcoming. Like everybody here was so nice and like, you know, open armed. You know, I was going to like the vineyards and stuff like that, seeing the landscape. And it was slowly like growing on me. You know what I mean? Like I was falling in love with the environment. It was just, it was super cool to me. I was like, man, this is like as bad as I thought it would be. So uh, we went to Willamette. I walked the campus and uh, I actually turned out to like it. Like it was a super cool place. Yeah. Uh, and I was enjoying it. So I sat down with Coach Kip and he basically was like, hey, we want you to come here and all that. And I committed on the spot, you know? And you're by yourself, your parents didn't come with you? No, my parents were with me. All of us were with me, yeah. All of us were there, yeah. My parents, I committed on the spot, yeah. And whenever I committed, I'm not gonna lie, like I honestly was like, did I just make the right decision? Cause I committed so early. I, I committed before my senior year even started. Well, yeah, I didn't even send out my senior year film um, at all to any schools. It was all my junior year film. So at that time it was kind of like, did I make the right decision? Cause it was kind of early, you know, I hadn't even, like I said, I haven't even played my yeah. senior year yet. And I don't know, like who, who's to say, you know, it was the right decision. Cause now it's like, it benefited so well. But um, whenever I committed, it was just, it was a, it was a long process. Cause I was really going through it at the time. Like you never really know if you make the right decision until like you, like I said, what we were talking about before trial and error, yeah. like if things were really going out, you know, the way that they should. And at first, I'm not gonna lie, like I said, they weren't. Like I was having, you know, I was homesick for one. I didn't, I was so far from home that I didn't even know like if I wanted to be here anymore. And I was like 18 year old me. So I was like, man, I wanna go home and see my friends. Like I'm a year out of high school. Like I just wanna go like party and have fun. And, yeah. But I was uh, slowly but surely like actually falling in love with the place and learning like how to be independent. And like I said, the progression of manhood, like being on my own and like learning like how to live life and take care of myself and pay my bills. And it was, it was, it was a long process, but I, I slowly fell in love with it, but that's kind of how it turned out for sure. Yeah. You have a great support system. Uh, your mom and dad. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. They're always, they've always been by my side, man. My parents, even my grandparents, my, my mother, my father, my brother, all of them, like they always been there for me, no matter what, no matter what I decided to go do, no matter where I was going to be, even if it was like some of the craziest ideas, yeah. they, they look at me and they'd be like, all right, let's do it. Like if you if you want to do it, let's do it. Even cool. Exactly. Even like coming to Oregon like was a stretch. I put trust in them, but they also put trust in me. It was a 50-50 like bargain. So, I appreciate them for everything, honestly, because I don't know where I'd be without them. They they take care, so much care of me and, and my siblings as well too. So, shout out to them, man, cuz I don't know where I'd be without you. You guys, I love you. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay, so you you're are you in your fourth year? Yes, I'm in my fourth year. Okay, and this is your fourth year of basketball as well? Uh, yes, sir. Uh so you're a busy guy. You do music, do events locally here in Salem. 
you also work on the Nike campus. Um, what, what else do you do? Uh, so, in, in addition to all those things, it sounds like a lot, honestly, but I'm, I also do like amateur modeling and stuff, like influencer work on my pages. I take a lot of pictures. Uh, I do I do a lot of things. I don't know. That's that's part of the if, if you're ready to talk about it. The reason why I feel like I created the name overly misunderstood. Yeah, talk to us about it. Yeah, like I feel like when people hear all those things that I do, they don't really understand who I am as a person. Like, are you a basketball player? Are you a, a model? Are you a, a designer? Are you gonna be a person that works? Are you gonna be a musician? Like, what are you gonna be an artist? Like, and honestly, I don't. I'm not any of those things. Like, I'm myself. Like, I'm Ken. And that's the reason why I feel like I'm misunderstood because like people feel as if like you have to be bounded to one thing. Like you have to be like restricted to one area of expertise to be like known. And that's why I have this tattoo on my leg right here. It says limitless because I feel like I'm so I'm limitless. I can do everything. I'm not just like a one trick pony and not like I'm trying to be a, like, you know, have a hundred different facets that I'm like interested in. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I never want to live in myself. If there's something I want to go do, I'm going to do it at the end of the day. And I feel like that's just going to make me a lot more competitive and a lot more stronger, you know, against my, my colleagues just because I'm able to do all these things, you know, and I have fun doing them too. Like a lot of people think like I do all these things and I'm stressed out. Like, no, like I do these things because I enjoy them. You're loving it, man. You're like fun, man. And you never really know what I'm going to do, what I'm going to pop out doing. And like, I like to keep people on their toes and like surprise them. So you never really know what you're going to run into with me. I might be, I might be skydiving next week. Who knows? Dude, I like that, man. No, but I, what, I enjoy it. It's interesting. So I, um, Albert was is your friend. He reached out to me a couple months ago. We met for coffee, and Albert is your buddy from college. How'd you guys meet? And then how does he participate? Because you mentioned he's kind of managing you, and he's just a few years older than you. I mean, he's not it's like 23, 24 years old. So yeah, he he's a hundred percent managing me. I was my full time like manager, but uh, the way that we met was kind of funny. So uh, at the time, I want to say this was last year two years ago i can't remember it was 2020 or 2021 but um i was doing my artist work like with my music i had kind of been independently working while he was concurrently working on his djing stuff okay yeah yeah so we were kind of like separate entities like at college like we knew i knew of albert i'm pretty sure albert knew of me yeah but we had never really like met face to face in person i always knew who albert was uh but i was doing my things on my music i was promoting marketing doing like what i did on my own and one day um, he texted me. I can't remember if he texted me through Instagram or a phone number. I just, I can't remember. But he was like, hey, like, I want you to perform at this, like, party that I'm throwing, like, in a couple weeks. And I was like, this is my first show. And I remember I was like, like, heck no. Like, why would I, like, go perform at a party? Like, I don't, I don't even have, like, a fan base like that. Like, I can't even, can't even pull 10 people in here. So I was nervous myself. But that's the introvert in me, like, speaking it was like, bro, like, it'll be a great idea. On, so I had to go check in with my brother, and I had to go check in with one of my good friends. His name is DJ. He actually uh, just went back to Vegas. He's going to Japan this summer. And I, I remember I went back to the room, and I talked to DJ. I was like, what do you think about me performing? And he was like, uh, he was like, bro, like, do it. Like, that's the next step, right? Yeah. Like, if you want something, like, you got to go get it. And I remember I looked at him, and I was like, this dude crazy. Like, <laughs> he's not, he not even listening to me for real. But because you're like 18, 19, I was 18. We're, we're both 18, 19. So it's like something like you feel like you see something on TV or something. So I was like, dude, like, I don't even know. Like, what if I get what if people are messing with me, like on the stage or like, you know, they're not lit crowd. He was like, just do it, bro. Like, you never know unless you try. It's trial and error. Remember? Yeah. So, trial and error. Exactly. And that came from your dad. Your dad, yeah. 
always say, hey, do it. Exactly. So there's no perfection. You just go out and do it and figure it out. I know. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because DJ and my dad are both like close in birthdays. They're both Scorpios. So they both kind of act similar in my opinion. But it's funny. Uh, yeah, DJ, basically, he was like, do it, bro. Like, I don't see any way like it could hurt you. Like, I guess all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. So I took his word and I talked to my brother. He said the same thing. So I was like, I'm just going to take a step. Like, why not? You can't really progress without risk. Like, just take that risk. So I so manhood is progressing, is, is taking the risk and doing the risk. Yes, sir. So I texted Albert. Albert gave me like a deadline. I think I texted him like two days before. I apologize. I still apologize to him for that day. But I texted him like two days before the event. I was like, I'm, I'm locked in. Let's do it. He was like, bet. Like, you made a good decision. And he was like, did he like your songs, all that? And I remember I sent it to him and I was like super nervous. So I met with him before the party actually, and I discussed with him, talked to him. He went out with the layout, and I and I was he was super organized. That was one thing that like I always noticed about him. Like he was a super organized guy. Like had everything in line, planned everything out. Like if this happened, then we had Plan B ready. And I had never been around somebody like that's around my age that has never like you know you know what I mean. Like I did that, so it stuck out to me. Like I respected that, and that's why I respect Albert so much. Is because like. He's always like, no matter what, if something fails, he's gonna have something else, like in the back plan. I don't know how many times that we've done that, like personally, like with me and him, our events and like the shows and stuff, where we have to be like, okay, we have to fix this whole thing and like revamp it. And he's he's so quick at moving. So yeah, another thing I respect about him. And whenever I was talking to him, he laid everything out perfectly for me. I was like, this dude is like actually like locked in. He knows what he's doing. So I was like, why not? Like now, now I'm actually bought in because he's not gonna let it fail. If, and I, it, it made me buy in so much more because I was like, if he doesn't want his own business and thing to fail, like why do you, what you, what makes you think me being a part of it, like is gonna make me fail as well? He's not gonna let me fail with his stuff. So yeah, he's he's really adamant about making this work. So I locked in with him and we started talking. And I remember after the show, like after I performed, the show was actually crazy. It was actually i probably say it's probably like top three shows like i've ever had but he was like he was like what do you think like i told you and i just busted out laughing i was like yeah like you was right bro like you you were you were you were absolutely correct yeah yeah hey just, so just pause for a moment are are you a singer songwriter what are you what do you do uh, i do a lot of singing it's like melodic melodic rap i guess you could say upbeat yeah. music but i'm kind of like distancing myself from rap. i'm kind of doing a lot more melodic stuff a lot okay of melodic singing so i'm really having fun with that uh but Albert is is helping me like transition my sound, like finding my sound and like what I actually like to do. So shout out shout out to him. But the show was just great. And after that, after that show, I literally wanted to do more business with him. And I locked in and I literally told him we even have a picture of the conversation like we were having. Like somebody actually took a professional picture and I was like, dude, like the next one, we gotta we gotta go crazy. And the next year we literally did a show the next year. And it just after that, it's like they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah, for sure. So like we're making progression for sure. So the one in Dallas that you guys are gonna be doing? Oh yeah, we're playing that out right now. So, so this is, we're gonna keep it all the, as a secret right now. But yeah, we got. So we don't, you don't have a date for the show or anything? No, no, not yet. But it's coming for sure. It's definitely coming. We'll have it locked in. It's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be really good. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. All right. So this week you're you're gonna be heading back down. You're done college for the for the years uh so you're gonna go down and visit your family uh for a couple weeks and then when you come back you'll go back to so whenever i go back home uh, i really want to take that that break i feel like this is like a much needed break because i haven't been home since december while it's christmas so uh i've just been handling business after christmas i was kind of like locked in on my business and my, my job like really making sure that i have everything together because I, I was really adamant about making making sure that i take big jumps you know 
and not like unnecessary big jumps. Like I know everything starts with a gradual step, but taking a bunch of gradual steps to get to the point that I need to be at, you know, and it's time to really start locking in on that. So uh, when I go home, I feel like this is going to be a much needed break that I need, like to rest, relax my eyes, relax my arms, relax my body, and just let like wind flow, you know what I mean? And let go, like see my family, spend some time with them. Cause I feel like I don't spend enough time with them, like as is. Uh, and then like, I feel bad about it. Cause I'm like, I'm always out here. So I want to, I want to take some time away and just see them and make sure that I'm seeing and spend the necessary time with them. So you got any big plans? What will you do down there? Uh, no, I don't know. I, honestly, I feel like they're trying to surprise me with something okay. right now. Like, I don't really know what's on the schedule, but I can't even tell you it, it, a day that we sat in the house for a whole weekend. I don't even think we had a weekend where we really just sat in the house like Friday, Saturday. So you said your mom was born in Georgia. Yes. I lived, and your dad was in East Texas? East Texas, yes. And, he, and he grew up on the farm, so. <laughs> yeah, so he grew up like on, on the land, like on the ranch, basically, like. A lot of land he he helped with his parents business a janitorial business yeah uh my mom was actually born in texas but she lived in atlanta for like an extended time period so um she she lived out there with her mom and then my uncle as well because my mom also has a brother uh she also has she also has three brothers so yeah yeah so she she has a lot of siblings but they lived in atlanta and it was it was a big transition you know like from atlanta to texas because she went from staying like with her mother to like staying with my great grandmother. She's still alive, thank goodness. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I learned a lot from them, and it's it's kind of like having the best of both worlds, you know what I mean? Especially having like my great grandmother still alive, I learned a lot from him and like her from the stories and you know just how things were back then. So uh, it's it's really been cool. And then my dad's side, like, is the more like athletic, like you know, they're the ones who all the athletes like basically were born and like grown. Uh, I feel like I got a lot of my expertise, like in basketball and all that from them and like sports. Like my mom's side was more like the technical, like how you should be like as a person, you know, like learning me, teach me life skills and like things of that nature. Dad's like incredibly really competitive. Yeah, I got I got a bit of, 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 you know, structure for both. It's a perfect blend, man. It's a big balance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate the family that I grew up in because I don't know if, uh, if I would even be the same person I am without them. You're blessed, man. Just me being naturally like, inquisitive and wanting to go try things and then experience things just makes me a better person overall. So walk me through this real quick. A couple of things. Uh, what keeps you humble? Cause that's life. I'm curious about that. And then you, you rebranded your clothing brand to include your event, uh, or your, your, your event your, uh, music and stuff. Um, what, what's that look like in the next five to 10 years? I feel like what keeps me humble is the fact that like, I know that I can always learn from somebody like, you never, you never can know too much. Like, and I feel like that's where a lot of people hit their ceilings is because they get to a point where they feel like they monetarily like have reached their goal. You know what I mean? And it closes their mind because they feel like, you know, money is like the overall goal of everything, which it isn't. You know, I feel like in my personal experience, I feel like networking and like having different networks to connect with is the overall goal. Like having different like outlets to go to having different resources. I feel like resources overall is going to be your best, you know, venture, whether you, you know, expect it or not. Money is kind of like what comes with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can get money, money comes and goes. And I don't feel like that's something that I want to chase right now. And it keeps me a lot more humble too, because like whenever I feel like, you know, I'm chasing money, I'm not really chasing what I enjoy doing because money comes with the things you love. Like it doesn't, you, you don't wish upon a million dollars. The way you get a million dollars isn't by wishing upon it. It's by doing what you love and staying consistent at it. Well, that's when most of the people get what they want to get. That's how you get. That's how most people get to that point. 
you know? So I'm not, I'm not wishing upon a million dollars every day. Like, you know, I want to be rich. I want to be like, that's not like what I'm chasing at all. You know what I mean? And I feel like that keeps my humility. Like it keeps me upbeat. It keeps me motivated, you know? Cause that's not what I'm chasing. I'm chasing networks. I'm chasing resources. I'm chasing outlets, you know, to communicate down the road, you know, who, who knows what I may need, like down the road for my business. Yeah. And then five for 10 years from now, like my business, I want it to be so versatile to the point, like it has no, I'm not going to say flaws, but no, no resources that you can't use it for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like events can be, you know, like from clothing drives to kids events, to like parties, to like everything, you know, social events, everything. So I feel like it's it's broadening the scheme. I always say this: it's broadening the scheme of my brand. Yeah, uh, five to ten years, not like specifying it to a specific lane. You know, I want it more broad. I want it as a big umbrella group. It's limitless. Exactly, it's limitless. It's, it's a big umbrella. Like exactly, sky sky is the limit, and that's where I see my where I see myself in five to ten years is basically like conducting or putting people in positions to do the same thing that I do. You know, I overall want to teach people like how to do you know balance things without or, or with lots of stress and limited time you know what i mean people just like me college athletes college students like we ultimately have the, the least amount of time on our schedule. that's right i want to teach students like how to combat that and like how to do what you love and not to take routes that you don't want to do just because you feel like you're limited on time you know what i mean so incredible dude yeah i feel i feel like that's what my ultimate goal is because i feel like a lot of people don't do what they want to do because they feel like they don't have the time to do it the resources and just to your point real quick what i know is what you talk about your mom and dad they always encourage you to go out and do it and i would say a lot of parents may fall into the trap of having their kid do what they think they should do not what the kids should do and your life hasn't been like that at all you've been your, your parents let you live this creative life and they support you my parents my parents are super supportive of the fact that like individualizing ourselves because they understand and we talk about this all the time as a family at the dinner table like in the car like you're yourself like at the end of the day like what i love isn't going to be what you love at the end of the day it may be an interest it may be something that you hold on to it you remember you remember it just because you've had it in your life for so long but that doesn't have to be what you do like my father has never gotten mad at me because i don't want to be an nba player at the end of the day like he'll never be upset at me for that my mom would never be upset at the fact that, you know, like I said, if I don't want to be an NBA player, if I don't want to go do something else, like they encourage me to go do other things because they know, like, if you're not loving the thing that you do, you're not going to be successful in it. You know, you're not going to reap the benefits from it. You're not going to be inclined to work. So, like, why would I continue to, you know, push myself, push an agenda that, like, I don't want to, like, ultimately see a profession in, you know what I mean? Or see, like, me doing it in five to ten years. Like, I don't know. Like I've kind of straight away from that. So, man, you've unpacked a lot here, man. This is really awesome for a young, for a young guy, man. I'm really impressed that you've got a good head on your shoulders. Uh, the the humility piece is that you're always wanting to grow and learn. Because how many people have a closed mind and they stop learning, and they just it's almost like they die. It's almost it's almost like they don't seek. Like they feel I don't know. I've never seen people like especially in like the recent years like that. I've been like at the age where I'm actually analyzing people and like realizing the people that I'm around, but I've never been around so many people that have like, feel like they've reached their, like their cap. Like they, they feel like they've already made it to a certain extent. Like I don't have to work anymore. Like I've, you know, made this amount of money. So that validates me to not do this. Like if anything, that should make you want to like grow more. And like I said, everything, everything is, is temporary. You know what I mean? Like money comes and goes, like you have to be able to, to find things constantly that you are enjoying to do and also be productive at 
like you don't want to be stuck in a ceiling where like oh i don't feel like working anymore like it's getting kind of boring because that's when your life kind of like fizzles you know what i mean like you you lose interest in things like yeah you can buy everything but you're not really like you know finding things that you enjoy like yeah. it's not buying things doesn't equate to happiness in my opinion so i don't know i, I try to stay humble i try to stay away from the monetary like value of everything like everything doesn't have to be have a, a monetary reward in my opinion losses still can be experienced still can be wins in my opinion you you mentioned the word uh i'm not chasing money i'm chasing the things that bring me joy i think it's huge i think most people well i shouldn't say that. i think some people chase money oh making money is good it's fine we all need it but you might end up doing things you don't love in life and just to chase money and that's not in goal. Thank you. Exactly. A lot and, and chasing money leads people into bad situations, yeah. if that makes sense. Like and we all know what that means. Like a lot of people do a lot of things like because of money, you know? And money is a great thing. Like it's a great thing to have, but I don't think that should be your sole focus. Like sometimes I even cherish and look at my losses more than anything. Like those are the things that like really evaluate me because they they bring me into okay scheduling and planning my next things like my my future plans my future goals my events okay let's look at the loss and like evaluate what i did what i could have did better or if it was really good like what can i do to duplicate this what what can i do to replicate this feeling like i feel like those those are the things that you need to pay attention to as a person as a business owner or even like even if you don't have a business just anything that you do like look at those losses and experiences and and reevaluate them and understand them you know what i mean so that that's my my biggest thing right now for sure especially with me being a young like amateur entrepreneur like with my brand i can only soak up like a sponge like why wouldn't i want to learn anything you know it's the only way that's the only way i'm going to grow yeah i don't think we grow when we have success i think we grow when we have pain because we can learn from the pain and and uh make those changes we need to make but uh well can this have been awesome man just to hear your story i mean i'm, I'm really impressed with your mindset uh, you have a great family I don't know your mom and dad, but they've done a great job raising your your family and loving you, supporting you, encouraging you. Is there anything on uh, on your mind that maybe as we wrap up that you want to share that maybe you haven't shared that would be important? I don't care if it's personal, business. For one, be be yourself. I feel like a lot of people transition out of you know truly being who they are, and they change for certain things, change for certain people. Uh, which it shouldn't be that way, you know? Like, I've taken, I've had people, like, leave out on me. I've had people, you know, leave. But those people don't leave because of the person that you are. They leave because of the things that you're trying to change to be. You know what I mean? And I've I've lost a lot, you know, changing for people. I've, I've lost a lot trying to change myself for, like, certain things and certain opportunities. And I was wondering why those things, like, like I said, opportunities were leaving my life. Those resources were leaving. And it was because I was changing myself. And I stopped worrying about that. I stopped worrying about what people were saying and like how people evaluated me because the only opinion that really matters matters is my my own, you know. Like, and whenever I started abiding by my rules and like really being my the person that I truly am, a lot more opportunities, a lot more resources opened up to me. And aren't you happier too? By the way, just being your authentic self. I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot stress free. You know what I mean? I feel like I was stressing myself whenever I was changing myself for others. And I was trying to appease other people and I was trying to appease the other crowds. And that's not how it should be at all, you know? Like, you you shouldn't stress yourself out, you know, to change, you know, for other opportunities. You should always be adamant about working on yourself and being the person that you were meant to be. So my message to anyone, especially, like, 
if you haven't found your your true goal yet, like be yourself and enjoy the things that you enjoy because you'll find love and your profession in that joy. It's I promise you, it's embedded somewhere in it. And I remember I, I told you I was an obstacle tech before this. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. Like I was making money from it. I wasn't like that was cool, but I wasn't enjoying it. And that that drove me out of it, if anything. And I found clothing and I found music and and I loved it. You know what I mean? I didn't have a direct like hit monetary value from it, but it's something I enjoyed doing. And eventually it got to the point where like I was I was opening up so many doors and even sitting in front of you right now, buddy, and explaining like the story, like who even would have thought like I would have been here right now, like just talking about this, like I'm doing something I love doing. And I feel like a lot of people, if they live by that code, they'd be a lot, you know, better on their, on themselves too. So that's my, that's my huge takeaway, man. Just be you, be yourself, man. And follow, follow your, your true joy. Follow what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm message, I'm older than you, but I can still take that same message and, and make sure I'm reflecting on, you know, who I am as a, as a man, as a husband, making sure I'm doing those things that bring me joy and, and being my authentic self. And I think you do that really well. So, uh, so Ken, if somebody wants to reach out to you, hear more about your music, your clothing brand, whatever it is you want to talk about, how, how does somebody get a hold of you and go see what you're, you're up to? Man, uh, well, I'm a hard person to reach by messaging, but um, if you go to my pages, I'm OMG Ken, that's the letter I, the letter M, O-M-G-K-E-M. I'm O-M-G Ken. That's my Instagram. That's my Snapchat. Um, my brand name is also in my bio. It's overly misunderstood. O-V-R-L-Y. Misunderstood. All one word. It's in my bio. Like I said, just click on it. Um, we also have a huge collection coming out. I just dropped my Misunderstood Club uh, branch. It's going to be basically like a branch of trendy, fashionable clothes other than like the brand. I mean, the brand stuff that I had already been doing is going to be a collection. It has all new logo. So we have the club membership coming out. Be ready to subscribe to that. Be ready to join out to that because we got some big stuff coming in, general, man. So stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, I'm OMG Kim, man. OMG Kim on all platforms, music-wise too. So yeah, let's stream some music, man. I love you guys. It's huge support. Thank you, Ken Ride, man. That was a great story. Well, brother, I will put that all in the, in the show notes so people can get a hold of you. And uh, man, I uh, will do this again at some point. In fact, we want Albert to come on board next time. And I want to be on here with Albert. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll do this again, man. So, yeah, let's do it. Well, bro, thanks for thanks for being part of the show. Thank you for uh, showing up every week. We appreciate you. If you want to be on the show and you have a story you want to share or you know somebody has a story, we'd love to hear your uh, hear from you. So reach out to me as well. Uh, you can email me at buddyp7 at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram as well. Uh, conversations with buddy so love to hear from you have a great week see you next week